At number 52 in a 13 seed, I have Conference USA, which experienced a ton of turnover in that six of their 11 league members left, and in come four new ones, two out of the Atlantic Sun, and two out of the WAC. The five teams that remain were all at the middle of the pack in Conference USA last season. In fact, four of them finished within one game of each other in the conference standings a year ago. All five of those teams, Middle Tennessee State, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Florida International, UTEP, had a combined conference record of 41-59. and So with the top of this conference leaving, it feels like this conference is very wide open. The two new additions, New Mexico State, who's replacing their coach and their entire roster. It's crazy how quick a program can turn south, and New Mexico New Mexico State certainly found a way to do just that. And then also in from the WAC is Sam Houston State, who finished second in the WAC last year at 14-4 and and was so consistent for about the last decade in that WAC. Out of Conference USA, you have Jacksonville State coming in. Very down year last year in that they went 6-12, and tied 11th in the conference. They had been very good not all that long ago, so quite a drop-off. Liberty had dominated the Atlantic Sun for about the past half decade under coach Richie McKay. They went 15-3, and were tied first place with Kennesaw State, and lost in a heartbreaker to miss out on the NCAA tournament. That'll be the nine teams in this conference. I have in my first tier, number one, Liberty. In their transition from the A-Sun, I have them winning this conference. Number two, Middle Tennessee State. And number three, Western Kentucky. After that, my next tier is four to seven. Sam Houston State, Louisiana Tech, Florida International, and UTEP. And then my final tier is Jacksonville State and New Mexico State at the back of the pack. Liberty in first place. They will be losing one of the best scorers to ever play college basketball. And Darius McGee scored over 2,600 points in his career. Averaged 23 points a game, three boards, three assists last season. Of course, goes without saying, a big loss. But they bring back each of the remaining top five scores. A double-figure guy in Kyle Rowe does a little bit of everything. 11 points. Three and a half boards, three and a half assists. Also shot at 40% from three last year. Colin Porter was a freshman last year that just steadily improved and gained confidence throughout the season. I saw that in the A-Sun semifinal where they absolutely needed him. And he goes for 25 points, five assists on 10 of 16 from the floor, five and nine from three. Very clutch performance for, from the freshman when they were down 13 at one point in the first half, still trailing with under 10 minutes to go in that game. And he was a big part of leading them to that conference tournament title game. A couple other seven and a half point game guys are back in Shiloh Robinson and Brody Pebbles. Zach Cleveland also played role minutes inside off the bench as well and will help again this year. I watched this Liberty team three times all at home. All of them ended up in victories, even playing Big East former Final Four team from just a year prior, Villanova, they were able to get the job done. Colin Porter is going to lead the the way for this team from the point guard position, but Kyle Rode probably going to be the leading scorer as the leading returner. Add in another small guard, Coach McGee, liking the small guard success that he had this past season with McGee and Porter going back 
to that similar mindset with Caden Matheny, a five foot ten senior transfer out of Bowling Green, who averaged eleven points per game, shot at thirty eight percent from three last season. So between Porter, Matheny, Road, Pebbles, you got four guys that shot north of thirty eight percent last year from three. This will again be a very good perimeter shooting team. I look for Liberty to win this conference with just the mid tier of Conference USA returning and then a couple whack teams. Middle Tennessee State, I have it second. They were the best last season of the remaining WAC teams, finished fourth in Conference USA at 11-9. They lost their leading scorer in Eli Lawrence, also their third leading scorer in DeAndre Dishman. Both those guys were double-figure scorers. The only double-figure guy they bring back is Cameron Weston, who averaged 10.5 last year. Jalen Jordan is finally healthy after missing the last two seasons. The last time he was playing college basketball, though, he did average 9.5, shot at 43% from three. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. That would be a huge help for this team. Elias King averaged 9 points a game last year, shot at 41% from three. He will also be back. All three of those guys are either seniors or some of them fifth-year redshirt seniors. They bring in two double-figure scoring transfers in Jacob Johnson out of LIU Brooklyn and Ty Mosley out of Mississippi Valley State. Hopefully those guys can make an impact right away, but both of them played on two of the worst teams in college basketball, so just expect them to be role pieces for this MTSU team. But they are loaded with seniors and juniors. They'll be very veteran, and with the UAB's North Texas's Florida Atlantics of the world now leaving, this Blue Raiders squad has to have their eyes widening with the hope of an NCAA tournament in mind. Western Kentucky's who I have at third. They let go of Rick Stansberry after seven years. And honestly, to be brutally honest, he just consistently underperformed. They had a ton of talent so often, but could never get over the hump in conference play or in the conference tournament and get to the NCAA tournament. They lost six of their seven leading scorers. Dante Allen is the only guy of note returning who averaged nine points a game, but Coach Steve Lutz in his first season getting uh, promoted, I guess, in stature going from the Southland to Conference USA, had two great seasons at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, two NCAA tournament appearances. He did a good job going out and getting some transfers. A guy in Brandon Newman that played 18 minutes a game on a one seed at Purdue, averaged six points, three boards, bring him in. A role guy at Charleston in Baba Carfay that averaged five and five. He's pretty raw, very athletic, but definitely has talent. Rodney Howard also averaged about four and a half, four and a half at Georgia Tech. So bringing in some power six guys along with Jalen Jackson, who averaged seven and a half last year at A&M Corpus Christi under Coach Lutz. He has followed him to Western Kentucky. With those transfers, especially a couple Power Six guys, they also bring in some JUCOs as well. One was a first-team All-American. There's still a decent amount of talent on this roster despite losing six of their seven leading scorers. I have Western Kentucky at third. Dropping down a tier, I have Sam Houston State at fourth. 26-win season a year ago, 14-4 and in the conference. Jason Hooten left 
for another previous WAC team that's also transitioning. He went to go take over the dumpster fire that is New Mexico State. Interesting move. We'll see if it pays off for him. But Chris Mudge, who was the assistant under Hooten, now will be the head guy for Sam Houston State, the Bearcats. They lose their two leading scorers in Quay Grant, Dante Powers, both double-figure guys. Their leading scorer they return is Cameron Huffner, averaged just under 10 points a game, shot at 42% from three. But the biggest scorer that they bring in, at least in the D1 ranks, is Davon Barnes, averaged 13.5, 4.5 boards at Texas Southern. Also a couple role guys in Lamar Wilkerson, Jaden Ray, who played roles on the Sam Houston State team, played about 17, 18 minutes a game. They'll also be back. They went to the D2 market to bring in some transfers, try to add some depth and talent there in Marcus Boykin. Averaged 22 points a game, seven boards. Also, Owen McGlashlin averaged 12 and a half and seven boards last year in D2. We'll try to have somewhat similar success transitioning into the Conference USA, but losing their two leading scorers, heading into Conference USA from the WAC. I see Sam Houston State being a tier below outside of Barnes. None of the transfers I'm particularly wowed by. Louisiana Tech, I have at fifth. Coach Hester in his second season now. They went 7-13 and last year. Finished tied ninth in this conference. They bring back three of their top six, but lose two of their top three. Kobe Williams and Keiston Willis, both headed to Tulsa to follow their former coach, Killer to lose those guys. This, of course, would have been a much better team had those two returned. Isaiah Crawford's the leading scorer back at 14 points a game. Five boards, another good three-point shooter in this conference. Shot at 42%. Also added a couple steals, good on the defensive end as well. The transfers is where Coach Hester made his impact. Daniel Bacho averaged 8-6 and six last year at Texas Tech. You know, playing under Coach Adams... He knows how to play some defense. Tyler Henry also averaged eight points a game last year at Southern Indiana. Talik Chavez out of Charleston Southern comes in a double-figure scorer in the Big South last season. So a few really good transfers for Louisiana Tech to maybe make them competitive, but I got them in the middle of the conference at five. Florida International is who I have at six. They do return five of their top seven, but their biggest contributor, Denver Jones, averaged 20 points a game last season, will be gone. Tough to replace his scoring production. Arturo Dean's the leading scorer at 12 points a game, four boards, four assists, two and a half steals. He will help himself and the rest of the team out if he can improve from the perimeter, though. Just a 20% three-point shooter. They bring back several guys that average between six to eight points a game. One North Florida transfer that averaged eight last year and Jonathan Abar will be coming in, but he's the only D1 guy. The rest, they went to Juco's rather than freshmen to replace what they lost a year ago. I got FIU at six. At number seven, I have UTEP went seven in 13 in this conference last year. They are very veteran, do have quite a few seniors. Bring in Zid Powell out of Buffalo, who averaged 13 points a game. He may be able to tear it up in Conference USA, leading the team for UTEP coming over from the MAC. Tay Hardy 
is their leading returner at 13 points a game. Also, Calvin Solomon was a near double-figure guy at 9.5 last year. Otis Frazier also back. Three of their top five, UTEP's top five, are back in the rotation this season. In my bottom tier, I have Jacksonville State and New Mexico State. Jacksonville State 6-12 and last year in the A-Sun. They lose four of their five leading scorers on a team that wasn't very good a year ago. They do, however, bring in a team that was a three seed, a player that was on a team that was a three seed, excuse me, in Kai Kai Tandy from Xavier. A few other role transfers join alongside them, guys that were, you know, five, four, six point a game guys at their previous stops. Quincy Clark out of Lipscomb, Matt Mayers out of Robert Morris, and Ivan Reynolds out of Cal State Bakersfield, along with a couple JUCOs. But Only one guy on this team in Jawan Purdue, who's a returner, averaged more than six points a game last year in Division I basketball. I see it being a tough transitional year in the Conference USA for the Gamecocks. And then lastly, at number nine, New Mexico State, Jason Hooten left Sam Houston State after 14 years to take over the Aggies. Interesting decision given that New Mexico State is replacing their entire rotation, bringing in a ton of transfers, um, but guys that weren't big scorers previously, a bunch of five to seven point per game guys from Seton Hall. UCF, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston State, Western Kentucky, um, a D2 transfer out of Northeastern State that averaged 16. Robert Carpenter, who hasn't played, uh, didn't play last couple years, I think, but in 2021 at Mississippi Valley State, he averaged 18 and 5. So maybe it's harsh that I have this team all the way down at nine. I just think when you're replacing your entire roster, that's going to be very difficult. But who knows? Hooten had a lot of success at Sam Houston State, obviously can coach some basketball. Maybe he can do the same at New Mexico State and get them off to a hot start. But I have New Mexico State at the back of the pack, last in Conference USA. So Liberty, in their first year transitioning out of the Atlantic Sun, I have winning this conference with Middle Tennessee State, Western Kentucky, a couple Conference USA staples right behind them with their eyes set on getting to the NCAA tournament with those top teams from a year ago out of this league.